There's a lot to say when buying a new home or car, but only one thing to say that can help you protect them. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And just like that, a State Farm agent will be there to help you choose the coverage you need, no matter where you are in life. When you need coverage options, your State Farm agent is there to help, on the phone or in person. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash Wondery and use code Wondery for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash Wondery, code Wondery. Now entering Nerdist.com. There's some new just doing doggy Michael Bolton today. <laughs> there's some uh, there's some new uh, weird uh, speaker thing that you can plug your stereo in and it will play sounds uh, along with your music that your pets will enjoy. Uh, that sounds yeah, like yeah. this country should be taken over. Yeah. <laughs> is it the sound just, of just keys jingling? <laughs> is, is it the sound of uh, friction on a leg, which to them is fucking? So that's like those are hot doggy sex sounds. Hot doggy sex and sounds. a little bit of. I think uh, there's a serious. Uh, or XM channel that is just there's dedicated <laughs> plenty of room for doggy sex sounds. Doggy are we on now? Oh, I we think are. we've started now. Uh, hey, by the way, the theme song was Anamanaguchi. People keep asking me. I keep forgetting to tell people. I posted it on the comment section. Of the I last appreciate episode. that. I'm a yeah. poor host. Anamanaguchi. Uh, Anamanaguchi. Yeah, yeah. it's an eight bit band. Figure scare. Yep, <laughs> Christiana Managuchi. She was great. Now she's From doing eight bit music. Now she's doing eight bit rock. Good for Kitchy her. Eight bit rock. Yeah, 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 they do ice yeah. capades and that's it. Yep. Is nope. this how these work? This is how they, yeah, you put your face on the pee popper nose, screen. Put your nose no, into it's it. It's not a popper screen. It's just a resting. It works like a pen uh, sieve, which you would find in Dumbledore's mice, office. Which I'm usually ashamed whenever I do interviews <laughs> that I'm not on camera for. Joel, I want you to open your mind and fall into my memories. <laughs> Uh, I was a Chinese woman with bound feet. This is we could not show our faces. You were not. Yeah, <laughs> you've now, come a long way. Thankfully, you've really come a long way. That hor- Yeah, that time. The the, the, um, the Chinese lady that I'm speaking to was Joel McHale, who's here. <laughs> yes, it does sound like we're in a warehouse because we've recorded the last couple of these in an office in in the Comcast building. Right. And the so, offices are and warehouses, half, and half the room is made of glass. So. Yeah. You can hear the traffic outside. So there's a lot of bouncing bit. around, but a nice view. We got the tar pits outside. Ah, oh, serpents. Beautiful. Look at that. Look at that. Any mortal words of uh, Adam uh, Carolla? Only L.A. would make a park out of piles of stinking tar. <laughs> Only goddamn L.A. would make and fuck Sid and Marty Croft. That was a. He went off on that diatribe last time. I Who could Adam. hate them so much? He hates them. Hates yeah. them. Hates them. Like Hitler hates them. Who does he hate? 
Sid Marty Croft. Why? Because he hates Land of the Lost. He hates Sigmund the Sea Monsters. He thinks the whole thing is just a big, big pile of retardo, and he was not pleased at all. By the way, um, Joel, uh, thank you for coming in early in the morning. I know. I always feel like I have a busy schedule, and I feel like you're twenty percent busier than I am. Twenty-five so. at least. I'm going to go with two hundred. <laughs> uh, no, but oh, I, yes, I have little, you, you have a lot of you have a lot of jobs. I have children. And you got two kids. I have tiny children yep, running around. So this isn't. And this actually is not early for me, but it is. Uh, but this is was supposed to be an entire week off. Uh, from community, but now we're working three out of the five days off. So oh, I read your tweets. I saw the twit pic you posted of you guys waiting for your script yesterday. Yes, we we got to... Uh, to well, first the script was going to be read at one, and it wasn't ready. Then it was going to be read at two. We all got there at two. And then around 3.15, we started reading. Now, are you comfortable enough on the show at this point to be like, what the fuck, guys? Or are you still in kind of nice guy mode? Oh, I am the mo- I've never been more thankful in my life. I literally every minute that I'm there, I am could not I can't believe that people hired me to do it. That's good. We'll give it a couple seasons and then give it a couple th- seasons and we'll turn into the Desperate Housewives. Then you I can think start, no matter you start- what, you'll never be the biggest dick on set. Oh, yeah. well, how dare you? <laughs> Um, he's referring, of course, to Danny Pudi. No, <laughs> by the way, Danny Pudi, other nicest shit. guy in the world. Yeah, he's great. The nicest guy in the world. And so freaking talented. Out I mean, of his I, mind. I knew Danny before. He was... Uh, Did you really? Yes. From where? Uh, he was friends with my girlfriend Janet, and and we, I, she's really good friends with him. And how I, did she from sketch? Did they do sketch? I don't know. I yeah, don't know how like they. I don't know how they do each other. Right? Now that I think about it, he might have been fucking her. I'm not 100 percent sure. Mm. But uh, is but, that how but you know what? Good for him. Guys, he's awesome. friends. With, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, how it works. Okay. But uh, wait, but I'm friends nice. with Janet. Oh my god. Does that mean that <gasps> no? It doesn't. You're Danny Pudi. Yes, it does. <laughs> Dressed up like a hipster. <laughs> Danny Pudi is the. Most petite human being. He's weak. Well, he's, he's not short. He's tall, but he's very skinny. He's brittle. He's brittle yeah. like Prince. He's I brittle. wish I was that skinny. He's <laughs> not, not tiny like, like Seacrest. Just want to snap him like a breadstick. Yeah, but say, unlike the other, he's the real deceptively outfit. strong and wiry. You say, uh, you say that Seacrest is small, but you are um, you're tall like a building. I, whenever I've been on the soup next to you. I feel like a hobbit trying to ride the ent, the tree creature. Like, I look so tiny in comparison to you, and I'm so jealous. Take me to the... Take me to Mordor, ent! Ah, you fucking ent! Let me just rub up on your branch for a minute. One of us is going to be on Lost. (laughs) Charlie. Charlie. Uh, Yes, well... uh, But you... How tall are you? Six... I'm 5'10". All right. I'm 5'10". <laughs> Just under six feet. But still. You, you weigh 135 pounds. Yeah, I'm like 145. I remember when Chris was oh, yes. 200. Doughy? No, no, no. I was like 170. In the old mm, days, I was 170. Didn't look like it. Boy. I appreciate that. You know, I, I carry all You're, my weight in my face and no, my head. No, you carried it everywhere. <laughs> you, no, it's really just... With that no, it's evenly distributed. <laughs> Wait a second. Does my blubber like make me look fat? Yes, yes, it makes you look fat. That's uh, what I met you. You went yeah, from being... Kind of like well, people. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, there's that." You, you were you you transformed when you lost that weight. Yeah, man. I, it's like I I quit I quit drinking in 2003, and one of the things that kept me sober was vanity. 
because I lost so much weight so fast. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, this isn't so bad. And then later on, of course, I realized, like, oh, I was on a destructive life path to nowhere. <laughs> but, you were eating like shit, right? But yeah, but drinking. if you, yeah. but because drinking alone is not going to make you that. Fat. If you're drinking like 15, 20 beers a day, yes, oh. they will. And then, I was going to say if you're the, just having like Midori sours all day. No, no, no. It was a look, man. A couple zimas and I'm good. <laughs> uh, but it was also sugar. eating pizza at like four o'clock. There in was the one time I had to drive you home from uh, the M bar, and we uh, you like maybe go way out of the way for Jack in a Box. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, I was I was happy. I was broke, so I was stuck at four get... in the morning. You were like. Yeah. I need a double yeah. whopper. Yeah, because I was trying to start a little fat camp in my tummy, and uh, <laughs> I needed some campers, and they lived at Jack in the Box, and that's where I had to... But now, uh, as you all know, picture of health. Picture yeah. of... I'm in pretty good health now. Yeah, I'm in pretty good shape. Do you but exercise? Yeah, I do. I do, like three times a week. Good for you. I run. And you belong to a gym? Uh, yeah, I, I belong to a gym, and then I also have a trainer, and he trains at a I have nothing place. to add to this conversation. That is not surprising, <laughs> since you can't pull your chair up to the table. I'm sorry, and I've just met you. It may be not, my favorite. But I feel familiar with you. That's why I'm able to maybe, This might be my favorite thing about you, is that you, you, you could say the worst thing to someone's face, and it literally, it's, it still comes off amazing. Well, that's, I always talk about this in interviews, where I'm like... Like, you could talk to Joel and be like, hey, Joel, I'm doing a new show. And then Joel would go, why would I care that you're doing anything? And you would laugh because it's... It's, it's that's, a, what, that's what no one's ever it's really... A gift. Uh, it's I a mean, gift. It's, it's like um, charm. All charm is is just uh, an asshole with a smile. That's all it really is. <laughs> well, just it's like, also uh, a wand with a phoenix feather inside. <laughs> Agree. Uh, well, uh, thanks, I guess. No, I no, I figure it, it, that, um, you know, from... Uh, I think people think that I must be an a-hole from You're the not, suit. though, because you... you I mean, I've known, I knew you before the soup, and you've always been like the nicest guy. Let me tell you a little, let me tell you a little Joel McHale story, you ah. guys. Let me tell you a little way back. Years ago, uh, when I was doing booze themed comedy uh, <laughs> at O'Brien's, at O'Brien's in Santa Monica, <laughs> Joel, Joel, I don't know how long you've I'm been. I'm sorry, there is a. Fire engine. <laughs> sorry, there's a crashing. Sorry, there's a there's a, a flatbed with a forklift on it that had to come to an abrupt stop. <laughs> the tarpets are now and on fire. Like the beginning of Transformers. They don't, they don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. Stand down, soldier. Robot's dead. What a lazy transformer. That's my Jack A. Transformer. You just made a sound. You didn't actually transform. Yeah, I'm tired. You're tired. We have to save the Earth. Yeah. Uh -uh. Remember you, the man. All Spark? We saved that and we couldn't think of any of the ideas for another movie. Right. No, you've had too much energon. I don't have a problem. You got the problem. I didn't see the second one. But I didn't see the second one either. You guys? No. I didn't see the first one. It confused no. me. What? Uh, Not the story, but just like it was too much going on on screen. No, like come it. on. I don't know about that. What it was like an education. It really was. It was just <laughs> the like movie like an education? <laughs> yes. 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 Except with all the good parts. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, so years ago, performing at O'Brien's, Joel, this was like 2001 or two. Joel had this really awesome, like before anyone really had started wearing like the leather wristbands with the watch embedded in it. Yeah. I was like, where did you get that? And he goes... I made it. I'm like, what? Yeah. He fucking made this watch. And then he was like, you know what? If you like it so much, I will make one for you. Wow. He never did, but the point is he offered, and <laughs> yes. he did not I have to do that. I never got the leather band. I bought the leather band, and then I got the watch up. But it was awesome. That I didn't do it for you? That part was not so cool. But no. listen, 
I probably would still be wearing it, and I don't know if it would still be a cool thing to be wearing. It's not. So it's better don't that you do. You don't wear any watch now. No, because I have bird wrists. I have tiny <laughs> little bird wrists. I know birds have wings, but let's Wait, just pretend they have there's hands. watches for people with bird wrists? They're called lady watches, yes. No, like a lot of those uh, uh, watches on TokyoFlash.com. Yes. Like very I nice. need to shop where Asians shop. Yes. That's, do I, you I, have I, an Asian body? I do. I do. <laughs> I'm an Asian, Are you a size zero I'm an Asian smaller? medium. <laughs> Asian medium is like triple XS. Yeah. In, uh, oh, I thought it was an Asian psychic. Yes, no, yes, an Asian, an Asian medium. medium. Have you been to Ju- Japan or... Japan? Japan, <laughs> Japan or Where China? I've never been to... I'm, I, I kept thinking G4 was going to send me to Tokyo, they but... Sh- well, I can't but, believe Because they always keep me no. behind to host Attack of the Show, and they send everyone out, so I never get to go to... But I really want to... I, I also want to go to Korea, because yes. they are light years ahead of us in cellular technology and all sorts of other cool... And you just want to be like, wow, I'm on this cell system right now? Yes, yeah. I just want to be able to be a part of it. This I just want to not fucking yell at my phone for once. South Koreans are the ones with, uh, they use the little uh, Slim Jims to uh, work their computers, right? They're a little uh, touch screen. Have you heard about that? What, you mean like the meat product Slim Jims? Yeah, like they use little uh, mini sausages so they can keep their hands in their gloves but still uh, manipulate the Oh, yeah, because you need organic material because the touch screens are uh, capacitive. Yeah. Right, 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 right. right. What? So they like yes. started selling like uh, specific little pieces of sausage to... Uh, use their phones while they have their gloves you on. You see, Joel, the, the iPhone uh, works on the principle of capacitive touchscreen, which means there's an electron field in between two thin pieces of glass, and you need organic material to break that field, and that's how the phone knows where you're touching. Why not? <laughs> and the finger, and they don't touch it with a finger because it's dirty? No, no, just they have because gloves it's, on, it's cold. So it's they use design. a Slim Jim, which is mostly cow. Uh, <laughs> how does Wendy Williams know about this? I'm not sure she does. She lights her Slim Jims on the that. air. Does she really? She heats them up. She pulls out a lighter and lights and heats a Slim Jim. And, and what does she say it. after? Like a, it's almost like real food. Yeah, she's like yeah. this is like real food when you light it up. <laughs> that's fantastic. Uh, yeah, that's so that's a trash. real. That's a, so it's so cold in Korea that they ha- they how cannot cold take their gloves off. It? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's so cold they have to use it's not even you don't even have to make up a joke. They have to use sausages to activate their capacitive touch screens. Humorous cuz it's kind of true. <laughs> I like I like truth jokes. That just that there's no there's no real fun. Like, there's no joke. It's like oh. The, the Rain, Rain Wilson had an old and it was like uh knock knock who's there? Uh, apples. Apples who? My father is an alcoholic. Like there was no <laughs> there was no joke. It was just a just a real truth spewing. <laughs> That's great. We did that in um, Community. Oh, you did? For just a moment. Anthony Michael Hall played a bully. Oh, that was a great episode. Who was going to kick my ass, because I defended Abed. And uh, he goes, uh, knock, knock, your balls in my, your fist in my balls. (laughs) Well, I can't even. Your balls in my, and my my fist in your balls. He goes, knock, knock, my fist in your balls. And I just went, who's there? And... uh, it was after. Never mind. Wow. Can you cut that out? <laughs> no. We don't have the technology. Look, I can't even remember what I did. Okay. It's great. Now you... I derailed the entire conversation. You didn't derail anything. This is all about you. This is I'm your I'm going to go show. back behind the screen. You can do anything you want. Let me see those little well, peepers. I can do it with it as long as it's, peepers. it makes sound. Uh, I had to kick all the, the, the D10 people were in here having a meeting, and we had this conference room. And they were like... I, uh, and I was doing I was like... Hey guys, sorry we got the room at 9.30 and they just stared at me and I was like, yeah, we're doing something with Joel McHale. I totally used your name like a grenade because I knew that they wouldn't fuck, I wouldn't fuck with me if I dropped your name. Yeah. Even Sal didn't make fun of me? Sal was not in here. It was the producers. It was all the EPs. They said the anything EPs. for Joel McHale. Right, I'm sure. They literally did. Yeah. They literally did and they got up and scurried out. They went, that guy that jumps in front of a, a curtain every week? 
the they glorified weatherman. They didn't, take it, they didn't take it that far. <laughs> glorified weatherman. Then uh, I'm the glorified, we both are not glorified. No, I'm a glorified weatherman, but on a on like a smaller feeder station. Web weather. They're like, oh, I hope I get called up to the majors. <laughs> um, but I, I, I've. How does you? How does how does you oh like? How does you? <laughs> was that, okay, uh, was a, I derailed what? it earlier. There was a word. There was a word. Traffic jam at my mouth. How does you wear? How does you like stuff? Like things. Video games. Final Fantasy Thirteen. End of line. Um. So how do you, you? The soup was really like your first big job. Uh, it was my first consistent job. Uh, in that I uh, got here in 2000, mm-hmm. September of 2000, uh, in October, and uh, I, I, uh, I could not get an, get an agent, and uh, I had a manager who was a guy from high school, and I got a part on... He was in, was high, he in school high school at the time? He was, was his name uh, Styles? He, he ran a high school. <laughs> Do you wear Ray-Bans? And a manager. <laughs> sure. uh, Jason Burns. Do you know Jason? Do I? Oh, maybe I do. Do you know Jason? I don't know if I do. I don't know. Uh, he now works for Playboy. Hey. So, uh, but he was my manager, and uh, I could not. We were trying to get an agent for that, and I got a part on Will and Grace because you had to be six seven or over. So I went and bought a pair of boots with heels on them. Nice. And so I was like six six because um, I'm six four. So, uh, and I got this tiny little part. Then I got an agent, and then they dropped me after like six months because they're like, "You're not booking anything." And, and then they said to me, they said to Jason, they go like. We will be. We will represent Joel McHale in two years, when he's big enough for this agency. That's really nice. But where then they don't have to do any of the work. Yeah, yeah. that was. Well, we'll just come along when all the hard work's been done. We'll just scoop it up there. That when when basically when you're already yeah. successful and a chimp could represent you, because right. all they have to do is just that say awesome he's not day. interested and then throw poop. Yeah. yeah, and then I then I got a commercial agent, and then then I started doing commercials, and I just kind of thought, well, if I can't get a real agent, I'm just going to do commercials. Because it, I, it'll, it, I don't have to get a real job if I'm doing that, and I'll just try to do as many of these as I can. And my plan was that if I didn't, something wasn't happening within five years of being here, then it wasn't worth it. And I'm going to go back to Seattle and do so you're weather, go back now. weather and traffic. You're going to go back I'm now. Going back. Not really. Not really panning <laughs> out. Commercial auditions is a miserable uh, experience. <clears throat> I'm no Beyonce, and uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah. Then the soup came along, but it was a pilot. It wasn't called the soup it was called the what the awards which you'll all agree is the worst title for a show that has ever been it's not great thought of no, because it's we'll supposed to be the what the hell awards or you know like what the fuck awards something like that but they didn't want to put that in so they just left that out so the only thing kind of good about it was every time anyone would ask me it was like it's called the what the awards and people go what <laughs> like they would have i would have to explain to them every time what it meant Kind of like the Shawshank Redemption. Yes. Where you're like, wait, what? that's a long title. Can you explain it to me? So uh, then Ted came in as the new president, and he was like, this is ridiculous. And he changed it to the soup. Which was a good move. Yes, um, because <clears throat> of the name recognition. And when we first were on, I mean, we obviously, we were Friday nights at 10, which it was a desert. So we were rating... Horribly. We were rating like you guys. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, God, sorry. he's not kidding! <laughs> uh, no, and, and that, because but we, it was the cheapest thing that they had ever made. So uh, they, let it, they let us stay on and screw up for like a year and a half. I, lo- I mean, I've, I always, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say that 
the web soup is not one of the most fun jobs I've ever had. It the is, format isn't it is so, so much yeah. fun. I mean, I when I when I first started at MTV, Kinnear was just leaving uh, Talk Soup, and some of our crew worked on his show. So I went to one of his last tapings and talked to him. And I'm foolishly at like 22 years old. I was like, I really want this job when you leave. And he was like, Good for you, <laughs> and you sweet kid. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then years later, I I, ho- I guess hosted Talk Soup when it was in between Aisha and How. Right. And again, like ama- amazing, amazing. And then uh, and then when you started doing it, I was like, Shit. He's doing it better than I would have, so I was happy that. Uh, That's not true. It is true, and then now you know. But now, now I got my own little nerdy piece of the pie. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. And it with plays it. into exactly what you love. Yes, yeah. guys, getting hit in the balls with things. Oh, love hey. It. Uh, and, and, ga- that's it. and gaming. Well, the other part of the network. <laughs> then the other part. The other of part of the network. Yeah. I thought you were going to say and gay stuff. And gay- <laughs> what? Why would you? And gay gaming. Yes, gay <laughs> gaming. Uh, no, you. I mean, it's the it's the fun. It's so much fun. I can't believe I get paid to just go out there and screw around and make fun of television and all that. I can't believe it. But it's fun. To, it's been, what's really interesting for me is just watching your just watching the evolution. watching me learn how to read teleprompter. <laughs> no, holy lord! No, seriously, watching the evolution of your career, just going from this nice guy who was because you were you were toying with stand up when I first met you, and then I think you because you did Co- I that O'Brien's thing. I did a total of like five times, and I remember at the time and you just happened to be there like four out of the five. And I remember, I remember at the time. I mean, and I'm, I mean, I'm, not, I'm honestly not. Just saying this, but I remember saying to my friend Jamie Kayla, like, "Fuck, this guy's really funny," and, and he's like, "Yeah, I know." And he ha- like he kind of said it like, like mock bitterly, like it's like his third time doing stand up, <laughs> and uh, we were all really amazed. Oh, god! So it was you. fun. Why that, didn't you tell me at the time? Well, I didn't want you to get <laughs> sure. a swelled head, but Too now right. you're sort of my boss. Um, How? I don't Ryan know. Ryan is our boss. Who is? Ryan. <laughs> we all work for Ryan. We all work for this, Ryan. We all work for Ryan. Ryan is like China. He owns Comcast yes. debt. Yes. Yeah. It's like Catch-22. <laughs> Catch-22. I've never movie. seen that guy in this building, by the no. way. I think he just like... Lit, like is a, Yeah. I've seen him. He's he took over shoot. like an entire floor. He did take yeah. over for He yes. lives in the walls and just comes out like a mist. Yeah. Yes, he floats around as a green gas like he really, Dracula. He really does. And every time he sees, I, I've seen him twice with uh, when I'm with Brad and Boyd, and he just says, "Like, we guys up to comedy, all right." And then just and then it's just missed. And then he just, and just where'd he go? Yeah. You turn around for a second, you're like, "Did you?" And then he's gone. Yeah. Like, what happened, Mr. Simpson? Uh, the Brad and Boyd used to do his radio show. They used to do comedy for his radio show. Yeah, there are EPs on Web Soup, and uh, like the funniest fucking guys. The funniest yeah. guy, rem- so remarkable. Gotta have funny. them on the podcast. They're so they're yeah, so funny. I, they're they're amazing. so funny. They were telling he was uh, Boyd was telling me he was wa- he walked in there during a commercial break, and Ryan was eating a brownie. And then spat it yeah. out. <laughs> he just told us that story. Did you really? Yeah, you get you just to get the flavor? No, just to get the flavor. Yeah. And he goes, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm just doing this with flavor. And then boy goes, oh, are you gay? <laughs> <laughs> and then the, he had him do the same thing on the air, which is pretty good. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I don't... Uh... I, I get the flavor of a brownie, uh, but then I swallow it uh, and let, the it, let, it, let it live in my tummy Part for a little while. I went on um, the Martha Stewart show. Oh. <laughs> And uh, we were making shortbread. What else? And uh, they had. I looked at the lineup of what was coming on the shows to come. It was all like desserts and stuff. And I was like, Martha, how do you keep so trim and fit? And I noticed that she would try every shortbread, every flavor, and then she would just throw it. Like she would just take a little bite and then throw it off to the side. 
And I was like, but she's like, because I don't eat it all. I just taste it. <laughs> you just taste it. How do you stop? When, I remember when, when David Cross was doing Arrested Development, he talked about how there was a scene where they all around the table were supposed to eat a dessert or something. Oh, they're having carbs. Yeah, no, there was yeah, a carb episode. Carbs. And then they, uh, they basically, all of them... <laughs> We're like, Bleh! like between takes, spitting it into a chum bucket. Like, get this out of my system. <laughs> only television in Los Angeles. Yes, only yeah. in Los Angeles. This really, this really plays on the finest parts of the human psyche. Yeah. Uh, this business, insecurity, uh, pers- personal issues, weight, 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 image. Yeah, it's great. But uh, but you uh, you fucking played football in college. What? Not get out well, of here. But I did. Well, Not yeah, I, I... I was really good at practicing. I wasn't even allowed at games. I was so scrawny in college. They were like, you bring the morale down of the sport. <laughs> you can't even be in the marching Please. band. Yeah. <laughs> Here, try, yeah, holding this, sub-band. try holding this tuba. Oh, let's start over again. Try holding this clarinet. <laughs> this triangle's heavy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, play, I walked on at the University of Washington. Because uh, the guys in my fraternity all played. And so I... Uh, in the fraternity that I... Actually, could not stand being in, but I liked the football players a lot. And uh, but so I walked on after um, I was on the rowing. I was recruited to row out of high school, and that was a horrible experience because there was all this crazy hate. Like wh- I've noticed that the sports that no one watches, people the hazing quotient goes up because it <laughs> makes them feel important. Whereas in the football team, they were just like, "There's no hate. You got to win. Go study the playbook, jerk." Yeah, and they also, it's also the, those those smaller sports. <laughs> they they get all uppity, I think, because you know they're like, "Yes, this is an elite sport." And you're like, "Is it elite, or is it just <laughs> yeah. that no one wants to do Unpopular. it or watch it?" Shut up. <laughs> uh, I'll row over you. Yeah, that on land. Nice try. <laughs> they would spend. They would ta- as a ri- as a hazing ritual. They would. Shave the fresh. I apparently I got out before this happened, but at the first, the first regatta, mm-hmm. it's called. Uh, they would shave the freshmen's heads and their eyebrows off and put all the hair in a pillow, and then there is a display case. I don't know if it's still out at the rowing house of the pillows, Ugh. going full, years full back, of hair? full of hair. Wow, why would they? It's disturbing. I, yeah, it's kind of that's creepy. That plays nicely into my plans of replicating a crew team with their DNA. They're big fans of THX uh, 182 or 182. THX 1138. Yeah. So then I walked on and, yeah, I I gained a lot of weight. and um, Like just muscle mass? I was lifting weights like two days, two times a day, plus practicing. It was crazy. Where did you find time for comedy in there? Did I was in college? I I spent I made little jokes on the sidelines. <laughs> be like, see that guy that could kick his ass. Oh, he's gonna, here he comes near me. Uh, you funny motherfucker. Why don't you do some clip yeah. show? That's <laughs> a great idea. But I knew it was uh, telling because I got no respect on the football field. I was really good at crying and crumpling and making the defense look terrific. But on skit night, <laughs> on skit night, I killed, and I thought that was the first time. The bar- senior, you know, like all the uh, the stars of the team were like, hey, man. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, what, what was this? Was this get the classic football guys dressed up like cheerleaders? cheerleaders? No. Okay, good. good I made good. fun of our, do- our t- They were like, don't make fun of the coaches because they always get made fun of and they'll be mad at you. So you so went right I made for the coaches? Fun, no, I made fun of the team doctor. Oh, okay. Who d- didn't merit this reputation, but just that. It was always like, well, you might have a broken arm, but you can play, right? Yeah, oh. you turned your ankle, but you can play. So it was always this, like, you're going to be fine. A concussion is not something 
bodily that's harmful. <laughs> well, you need a little cortisone, you'll headache. be fine. A little cortisone in the eye, and you'll right. be fine. And I'm going to prescribe you a walk it off. What? <laughs> that's really walk, just walk. Yeah, no, just walk it off. It'd be a fine. lot of like give him some air, give him some oxygen. Give, no, he'll give be him, fine. He'll be yeah. fine. So yeah, so that was yeah. I, obviously, this guy. So, so we just were bringing in different players with different ailments, and in, then we brought in a dead player, and he said, "Just all right, let him sit out the first quarter, <laughs> and then throw him back in the game." It's not that funny, but so the first, but the first couple seasons you're you're doing uh, the soup. Yes, are you feeling like it's having? Any cultural impact at all, or are you just feeling like I'm doing this in my basement? Uh, I that is how we felt. When when did you when did you start to feel the turn? Because I guess two years ago, we did the we did, you started this experiment. Where we were like, oh, I wonder if I were to go to a comedy club, if people would come out and see me. And I your yes. your EP KP and Anderson and I were opening for you, and you started selling out every show, and it was like 200 seat rooms. 300 seat rooms. Sunday night, 500 seat rooms sold out. And then, you know, it turns into 1,800 seats. I mean, like, when, is that when you kind of felt the turn, or did you feel it before that? Did you have a sense that, uh, that, that uh, the show was actually changing well, your life? I, well, for when we, the first year and a half, at least, I could not read teleprompter. I, if, you, if they have some of those outtakes, I mean, I, it was like they had hired a person who could not read or speak English. <laughs> and. It's trickier uh, than you think at first. It really is. Yeah. And I am a terrible... I, you're terrific at just cold... Now I can kind of cold read fine, but uh, it was really bad. But uh, uh, there was that sense of basement, no one's watching, let's just entertain ourselves. Mm-hmm. And let's see what we can say without getting in trouble. That's always, those are always the best That's shows. That's always the best way to yeah. do it, yeah. And I still... I think we still have that weird attitude, because once you adopt that for so long then you can't stop thinking that way. So there's a side of me that when I say things, I'll be like, no one's going to know, care. <laughs> and then, then I, like last week when I was making fun of The Bachelor, the girl who said, you can, land, you, can, you can land on my landing strip anytime you want. And uh, we were like, follow the red bumps into the... <laughs> <laughs> follow the red bumps and you'll be... Uh, so... Um, yeah, I, you know, the stand-up was a really good measure of that. Uh, uh, but I was mostly terrified because I hadn't really done stand-up for real. And so I was scared the whole time because uh, I was like, I don't know of anything else. And then you would get up and save me because you're a pro. No, but, I, but they, people were, I mean, like, no matter how good of a set, I always thought, like, oh, this is a really good set. As soon as I was like, and hey, everyone, here's Joel McHale. It was like the most explosive ah! like then, it's then you, beautiful like end of raiders people's faces melting shut your eyes don't look at him and then you're like, they're like 15 minutes in they're like mm, bring chris back out no not great. at all where people are the clips this it guy was, this guy like people i mean you've never seen lines after a show like people lined up you had spaghetti cat shirts which were awesome I need to make some more. <laughs> make some spaghetti catch. I really do. Uh, I th- yeah, that was, but uh, that I did it as, like, when I first started Soup, I was like, okay, I'm going to try. I want this, hopefully, to do what it did, like, 10% of Kinnear's uh, career. And if I could just do some, if I could just have people know, because I realize Hollywood, yes, it is a talent contest, but it's mostly a popularity contest in many ways, is that you just, to get out in front, get people to notice you. And so... Uh, that was kind of this. That was kind of like, oh, well, if I can do that and just be on TV every week, then 
uh, then I'll get into those rooms to audition for things. There's and no question that you'll have Kinnear's career. I mean, there's no question. There's there's no question. Everyone loves you, and it's and and, and rightfully so. Even but the Academy w- Award? What? Even the Academy Award? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna win an Academy Award. I'm calling it right here. Well, right okay. here. You're going to win the Academy Award for As Precious Good As It Gets 2. Two. What is it? <laughs> we both went we for both a single <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a starter's pistol. Was, yeah, was, <laughs> oh, Damn it. Chance for a movie parody? <laughs> chance, to make fun, chance to make a funny movie title. Go. I was going to say As Good As It Gets 2, Getting Gooder. But uh, that was uh, based, based on a novel by Sapphire. Precious 2. <laughs> the Reckoning. Uh, Precious two, the clumps. Uh, <laughs> come on, you guys. Wow. Why wouldn't I? Dare you. Eddie Murphy dresses up like Precious. Uh, he, of course he would do that. Of course he would do that. <laughs> yes. he, would, yeah. he might be Monique. I'm not 100% sure. Eddie Murphy might be Monique <laughs> in prosthetics. Um, uh, I, but he would shave his legs. She doesn't. That's true. Uh, but I was saying, with, I was going to say with all the stand you... For the last two years, when you were available, because I think I asked you to be almost at every single show, uh, the, I would just sit and watch Chris's set because I was like, if I can be as funny as Chris then mm-hmm. and put this together correctly, then it's going to be okay. Uh, well, that's very sweet. But I have to say those shows were they're, they were literally probably some of the most fun shows I've ever done because if people are coming, you know, part of the challenge that you face in a comedy club is that you're you know, facing crazy drunk. You don't yeah. know. Like some, some, there, there's a percentage of people, and it's, it's shifting now a little bit. Like People are actually coming to see me specifically, which is cool. But I still get groups of people who don't know who I am. They just were given free tickets from the comedy club. Yeah, they just go because it's going to see comedy. Yeah. Not to go see you do comedy. You've got to win them over. I mean, the thing yeah. about comedy is that there are, you know, there are subgenres. It's not all one thing. It's like music. Yeah. You wouldn't go to a country bar and be like, how come there's no rap? And you're like, yeah. well, you should have looked that up before you went out. But anyway. And it's a sport to see if you can throw the comic off. That is, especially in England, they do that. But, um, but just the idea that, you know, you got to win those crowds over because they don't know who you are. But, you know, if, if I'm opening for you or performing for you, people who watch The Soup and know who you are are already a good audience because they like comedy. You know, like they, they, they have a certain vibe and a sense of humor, and it just makes them fun to perform for, as opposed to, you know, how come you're not? I had this guy, some guy say this to me after a show in Texas once. Hey, man, you're going to be all right, but you should do more jokes about NASCAR and barbecues. I mean, things people really understand. <laughs> I was like, and you thanks. Were like, that was my first failed suicide attempt. Uh, what bar in Texas was that? <laughs> it wasn't a bar. It was a comedy club called Cap City in Austin, Texas. When well, that's did supposed you, to be a pretty good. Wait, when did you perform in England? I was in. I did. I was performing in London in um, 2001. And they're brutal. It is brutal. I'm, I'm warning you. If you ever, if someone ever says to you, "Go do stand up in London," put on a fucking Kevlar vest and a suit of armor because it is. It, I mean, think we, did we talk about this last last podcast? I think so yeah, they, there's a sport where the audience will try to derail you, and it's it's trying to see you recover, and they want you to insult them back, and it's it's a it's a really like super aggressive, wow. you know, you're a cunt, now you're a cunt, woo, and then everyone, <laughs> and then uh, it all goes on YouTube, gets pissed, yeah. As they say. Wow. So it's it's. I mean, I'm, obviously it's not did like you, that do, everywhere. How did you, how did you get the how did the booking work? It just I I went to I went to London on a on a solo um, booze sabbatical. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if I could drink my way through London. And if you can keep up with the English, you have a problem. So um, <laughs> I was drinking at museums, zoos. You can drink everywhere there. Um, and 
I just call. I just emailed a couple people from local shows around town. So I did a couple like shows in bars, um, and it's different there. People who book shows at bars actually make money in London. Oh, really? And and I, the shows were brutal, especially before I got up on stage. The guys like. All right, your next comic comes all the way from Los Angeles, California. <sighs> oh, immediate boo. Like, fuck me for being from here. And then, so I'm American and I'm from L.A. Yeah. Um, Just being from L.A. will ruin you anywhere else in the country right. for the most part. He's yeah. from Los Angeles. Uh. Yeah. And uh, then I'm like, I'm sorry we make your dreams come true. <laughs> I'm sorry that we made Avatar for you. For you hey, if it wasn't for us, you'd be speaking fucking German. <laughs> oh, what? Oh, I guess I'm getting the light. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I guess I'm getting the candle. It's you know everything there is everything's old timing. Oh, the bonnet is being closed. <laughs> I, I see the pies are being sewn up. Do they sew up pies? I don't even know if that works. That works. Uh, um, and so, did you win? Did you? Did you? Did you win the crowd back? Um, I got them a little bit, but it, there were. You know, there, there were literally people just standing at the bar with pints, just sh- like shouting incoherent. Ah! I couldn't even understand what they were saying. They were just shouting to shout. So it was. It and was, would they it was give? Did they give any of the British comics more respect, or were they? The British comics were a little more in tune. They came out swinging really hard. Right. So they um, they were they came out a little more aggressive and just kind of immediately, you know, like knocked the crowd into submission. But as soon as they saw the weakness in me, it was just like <laughs> they smelled uh, blood. And- yeah, exactly. Oh, hyena! Uh, here, let me let me lift up my thigh so you can get to the tenderest meat. Like it was, <laughs> it literally felt like that. But it was a good it was a good experience. How long were we on stage? Um, <laughs> like fifteen minutes. I don't know. Like wow, 10, fifteen minutes. It's a range of emotions. Uh, it felt like eight hours, but uh, but it was only about ten or fifteen. <laughs> That's minutes. awesome. Was, I would like to see that tape. It was fun. I I, there there was no tape. There what there was tape of. Oh man. I was so drunk. Zach Galifianakis was shooting a movie out there at the time, and so I, I stayed with him for a couple of days. He was great on SNL, by the way. He was amazing yeah, he was on awesome. SNL. He was great. Amazing. Well, probably, I mean, uh, he and John Hamm. Yeah, Hamm, those guys knocked it out of the park. And I, I really hope that kind of makes you want them to just keep putting funny people on and not just like, here's well, a non-funny person. It was person. so nice to see someone not do a forced monologue where it was just Zach going out there and yeah. doing his and jokes being and Zach. being funny. Yeah. It reminded me of like, you know, the early, you know, like when George Carlin was, was on, he would go on and do material yeah. and it was just, it's more... Yes, it was like, a comedy show. It was a comedy show, yeah, yeah. not just like schlock. It's like, let's see if we can try and make this person funny. That shouldn't be the point of the show. So I... Yeah. Uh, so Zach was shooting this movie called Below, and so there were all these great British actors, and so we go to all these super swanky, like private gentlemen's clubs full of British actors. Where I'm looking around, I'm like, "Hey, that's Rufus Sewell, and you know whoever else." Wow. And um, and so we go to this this after hours uh, nightclub, and Bjork is there, and <laughs> I get it in my pudgy drunken head that I'm gonna ask Bjork to dance, and so. Everyone's wa- everyone's waiting. I mean, you're drunk. You have no timeline. So for me, it, this was all happening quickly. But apparently, everyone was waiting to leave. And I'm like, oh, you guys, I'm gonna hit on Bjork. <laughs> and so I walk up to Bjork and I tap her on the shoulder, and she turns around and looks at me. Uh, her eyes widen, and then she immediately, uh, without saying anything, spins around and walks the other way very quickly. So I didn't even get to say hi, Bjork. Wow. Uh, but she spun. She did spin. So yeah. in a way, you danced with her. And then it was she just wanted to talk to some other guy. That guy totally cockbjorked me. Come on, up top! Oh. No, but that really did happen. And then I drunkenly was uh, lamenting about it. Zach taped me. 
I was just sitting on the couch. Everyone's like, oh, God. So I hit on Bjork tonight, and that didn't go real well. It was so fucking Where sad. What was that? I, he, someone stole the camera. That's so, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Why, yeah, yeah. T- why isn't that in your stand-up? It's not funny. It's just sad. But that's part of stand-up? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Just sad you, you stories. You a lot about like, a lot of your drinking stories. You don't like to talk about that stuff. I don't mind talking about it. It's just, to me, it's so close to me. I don't know what's funny about it. Do, like, you, think, do you think maybe in like another few years, when you get further away from it all, like you could It's been about? seven now. I mean, I... I... Wait for ten. <laughs> Wait for ten. Ten's a magic number. But I here's the weird I, part. I You've been away for drinking for seven years, yeah. and yet you look seven years younger than you did in 2003. Isn't that weird? Yeah. It turns out the body was not meant to be poisoned by alcohol 15, <laughs> 20 times a day. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, and you and I both, as you have remarked many a time on stage, we have the, the perfect amount of messed up hair. Perfect, and strategically non- disheveled hair. And four-day-old growth on our Yes, faces. yes. Yes, I, it's all part of the luck. Just as are we going to be doing this when we're like seventy five? Yes, we are. Yeah, it's a good the diamond soup. It's the diamond soup anniversary. <laughs> ah, Chris, you remember when we did our show? Oh, your hair looks terrific. <laughs> I don't, Grandpa. I don't like watching those boring men on television when technology can be beamed directly into my brain. I don't want to watch your moving picture. Oh, wall. are you watching Caprica? I've not been watching Caprica. No. I've been so into Doctor Who, I've not been watching Caprica. No, I'm into Caprica. Is I know it? that you guys want to hear that. but I've yeah. not seen... Speaking of things being beamed right into your mind. You like it? I do like it. I haven't seen it yet. I'm into it. I like to wait. I kind of like... You know, my, my kind of nerd plan is I'll wait till a series has enough episodes banked so I can just watch them like, back to back to back. On Blu-ray? Or, or, or streaming on, uh, on Netflix, streaming on the Roku box. Do you think Blu-ray is that much better than uh, regular DVD? I, there are a lot of things about Blu-ray I do not like, actually. Like, I don't like the fact that it makes... The load time? I hate load, load time. time is, load time sucks, but I don't like... It makes a lot of really great film look like video to me. Yeah. And, a... and, that, and I know that's a setting, but still... Like I review stuff for Attack all the time, and I'm like, this just fucking looks like video, and I want to yeah. see like I want to see a little bit of grain. I want to see a little bit of maybe that's just because what I'm trained. Well, I don't want to. I want to. I don't want to look at the TV and see like it feel like it's just a window into what's going on in that like what's being filmed. I want to make it. See, I want to see like a good picture. You know, I want to see like a nice, nicely lit picture. Yeah, but to that point, there's like a lot of like like I, you can see fabric that you never would see before, like stitching on. That's fucking gay. But anyway, you can see a lot of uh, fabric. I'm not really so concerned nice. about that. It's your belt made of dicks that what? I'm concerned about. <laughs> but I thought that... Why would you have that? Why would you... Someone told me it looked it good. Just open yourself up for... Anyway, uh, but I, I feel I like, like you sound like old men. So, well, not you. <laughs> but, uh, no, I... Uh, yeah, I, I like it. Do you ever feel that... Um, this wasn't anything that ever occurred to me until I started... Uh... That I'll never play a video game again? <laughs> I, I can't play video games anymore, because if I did, I would never do anything else. That's true. Me too. Well, you... I got kids now, and I realize for every hour that I play video games, that's another hour of sleep I'm going to need. Oh, my God. Another hour of not seeing them. Can I just talk about, can I just talk about Eddie for a, your son, Eddie, for a second? Because he's yes, awesome. And, and I greatest. know you talk about this on stage, and it's, I don't want to tread on a bit of that you have, but Joel and I are neighbors, and for Halloween a couple years ago... Uh, his son Eddie was dressed like a light switch. He wanted to be a light switch. Yeah. Wow. It was the most adorable. He just had a big he flat was panel and a big switch it. in yeah. the middle. He was a light switch. Was that was and that was what he had thought of back in August, and that's all he was dead set. And now he like last year he was a train and 
Uh, but but that I don't know what was he's going seventeen. On. I should probably preface <laughs> yeah. it by saying that he's. It's interesting that he still wants to dress up. No, the, tra- the train people. last year was awesome too. Yeah, it was crazy. And the greatest part of that is that he's dressed up as what looked like a Thomas train, Thomas the Tank Engine, which is blue. But there's a number of blue engines. Mm-hmm. One of them is Hen- or Hank. So people would be like, hey, it's Thomas. And he's like, Hank. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Hank. And, uh, well, that, but I understand that if someone was like, nice TIE fighter. It's actually a Klingon warbird. Like, I totally understand. <laughs> right. A bird of prey. How would you ever get those confused? What? Well, yeah. I don't know, but someone would. But to, but, but to Eddie, that's the same thing. Like, confusing, confusing those two trains yeah. is retardo. You know, like, he... No one would do that. He was a little sick last week, and he he was sitting there at the table. He's now just five, and he was like, "Ah, oh, it's so irritating." <laughs> and I'm like, "What?" And he's like, "My poop is all squishy." <laughs> Currently sitting down there, and I'm just like, "Hear me, like, ah, oh, it's so irritating." He's not adorable when I say that, but when Eddie says it, <laughs> yeah, it's it. Then you're just like, "Ah, oh, I don't care what squishy." Well, Chris, if you didn't say it all the time, it'd probably be adorable. Well, if yeah. I didn't have squishy poop all the time, I wouldn't have to talk about it, would I? And that's just a concern for all of us in your, in your health. Oh, uh, what's happening now? A lot of Alestra. Like Remember I'm Alestra? Sitting, am I sitting on a cake? What? <laughs> Alestra, yeah. Um, it came and went. Do you mind telling the story about Eddie wanting to see Isaac's penis? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we, Isaac is the second child we have, clearly a boy. And um, we had we had just brought him home, and uh, we were exhausted. And uh, my wife, though, wanted to have our first dinner as a family around the family dinner table. The first one, the first day. Like this is the full full. Fa- this is like wow. This is there's got to be a first day forever, and this is going to be the first day. So uh, uh, Isaac was in his uh, little carrier at right at the table on a chair, so he was there, and then uh, we were all there, and Isaac. Uh, Eddie uh, doesn't eat at all. Uh, the the five year old now five year old, but at this time he was three. But he doesn't eat. I've never seen him eat. He gets all his uh, strength and nutrients from photosynthesis. And he <laughs> uh, he at this. So I was begging him to eat at one of many meals that I always beg him to eat. And so I was Eddie. I was like Eddie, two more bites of fish, buddy. And he was like uh, Eddie, two more bites of fish. And he's like. And then I was like, Eddie, uh, two more bites of fish. And he goes, I don't want to eat fish. I want to see Isaac's penis. <laughs> and um, then I realized I could bargain. And uh, <laughs> so I was like, all right, two more bites of fish. And I'll let you see Isaac's penis. And if you eat your potatoes, I'll let you play with his ass a little bit. How does that sound? <laughs> Yeah, I couldn't. That was just out, once again out of the blue. Just like I don't want to eat. I want to see Isaac's penis. It was just yeah. Was, but you, so you're, that's what's been bugging you. You're. you're <laughs> well, it's good to talk to your kids. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you used the word penis with the with the, the kid and not some weird other word. Uh, we have not uh, do what many parents do and give all sorts of other names to their uh, uh, to their. Your hoo-ha downward-facing water bottle. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't do, yeah. I would have I chose weenus. I would just <laughs> really? love to see a little kid. Just, just I want to see Isaac's weenus. <laughs> the awesome wand. 
the harbinger, a harbinger of sorrow is what we call it. <laughs> <laughs> sort of the, the cry maker. The old sort cry of maker. Or, uh, Sex. That's a thing where you take everything off except your socks, and there's a lot of apologizing, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Make sure. Nice. It's when I have to thank and apologize to the girl at the same time somehow. I'm sorry. Uh, a three-way. Now I have to apologize to two people? Oh, that sucks. How do I split up the five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I want to know if you feel... Did you, have you kind of eased off at all on your show as far... Because like, I've, I've been doing the Chelsea show regularly for the past couple of years. And in the beginning, I would say the worst things I could think of about famous people that I did not know. Wow. And then I would always feel bad, and so I kind of had to strike this balance between I try to be playful on the show, but I always feel like, how can anyone take anything I say seriously? Like, do you ever feel, do you ever feel on your show like, ah, maybe I should apologize to that person, or do you ever feel uh, that? Yeah, every day, all the time. <laughs> uh, well, we, as far as reality show goes, I rarely pull any punch because all those people signed up. Right. To yeah. be on those shows. All those people waited in line somewhere and filled out forms and interviewed and tried to be on that show. So if you're on Charm School or you're on uh, Tila Tequila Shot at Love a couple of years ago, or there's so many different shows now where people are embarrassed. Them. And then people will be like, how can you say it? It's like they all chose to be there. Yeah. Yeah. So I always, like any, so I have no problem with that. As far as celebrity things go, I always... I we have, make sure the premise is actually true, mm-hmm. and if you are doing something so egregious that you actually rise above the horrible din that Hollywood is already making, the horrible sound, uh, the huge ball of horribleness, uh, and you actually single yourself out. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Hey, can you not use that term, please? Sorry. When you shipmate yourself I, out, just, that's when, much better. <laughs> if you guys like us, when on you UPN small yourself. part yourself in Terminator Two, <laughs> three, Terminator Three, T Three, when you get scalped, <laughs> when you web soup to a point where you, House of a Thousand Corpses, right, yeah. uh, <laughs> then I have no. Then I we I feel like then it's uh, you know weapons free. Then but we also, can just go. And also in your case too, like you're helping to keep these people relevant. Yeah, like you're, well, uh, you're giving them what they want, which is to be in the machine and be real. Yeah, there. Yes, I think there's a lot, especially reality stars, are doing anything they can to stay relevant and to stay in the spotlight. The problem is most of them don't have the a, a talent for acting or for hosting. Mm-hmm. Most ninety nine percent of the time, so then they just slowly fade away, and what they have to do is get surgery <laughs> or. Um, <laughs> Or get a DUI or something like that, that that brings them right back to the front again. And so, uh, but as far as like celebrities that I'm like, oh man, if this person gets mad at me, there's a side of me that's like, yeah, there is that. But if the premise is so egregious, then we have to, we have to address it. Because if we don't, then we'll be, then I think people will be like, hey... So you're gonna make fun of that? You got yeah. you have you got to, They're almost like looking to you, like in, like in the schoolyard, and you're like, yeah, like "Are you gonna say that. something?" And I, be like, I said, "Ha ha." You know, it's so interesting. About... <laughs> good, good catch. Yeah. You know, um, I've become a clown, a class clown. <laughs> wow, Bart has feelings. Sorry, let's <laughs> quote The Simpsons. Do you still have to audition for stuff, or are you at the point where they're starting to send you scripts? I audition all the time. You do for movies all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, movies are weird because the movie the movie industry 
generally does not recognize the television industry no. as being anything special. Which is weird too, because like you know, Community is a one camera shot like a movie kind of. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, so they don't care. Movie would... executives do not watch television. They don't understand television well, culture. Well, that's a right. shame, too, because right now, television is kicking the film industry's ass. Like, there's so much better TV than movies coming yeah. out right now. There really is a it's lot of like good television. Like, Parks right and Rec now. and 30 Rock and Modern Family. Yeah, Family. I think that uh, I agree. I mean, look at Mad Men. I mean, yeah. that, I mean, if you put four of those episodes together and made it a movie, it would I'd be it. a yeah. huge movie. Yeah. Or, or half the stuff on HBO. And uh, yeah, television is as high a quality and as low quality as it's ever yeah. been. The, <laughs> That's true. That's the, the polarization the is, both ways. I mean, literally, television, had ne- to me, has never been better, and it has never been worse. And yeah. it will only go, I, I assume it will only go that way. The only worry is, is that uh, reality shows are so cheap to make that why not just make 12 of those and you'll make a ton of money as opposed to the thing to is like the, really you know the, whatever drama. network puts that reality show out will then have the money to maybe hopefully you know put money into a show that yeah. would be good that's like well, I don't you know it's like it's, yeah, a, unfortunately, it's a necessary think, evil I think unfortunately but I, I think the simple life was keeping Arrested Development on the air for a couple of years it did, so yeah. it's just like yeah well we gotta have this one so but now but when account. do you ever hear like oh man did you get those simple life DVDs uh, you never hear that. You hear, you only hear the Arrested Development DVDs. Or you know, my, yeah. same thing with like uh, when, like when Monty Python was at its zenith, at its height. Uh, Benny Hill kicked its ass all over the ratings, but nobody ever goes. Hey, remember that Benny Hill where uh, they sped up the camera and they ran around? <laughs> I think and then they the girls think just that on. one. I think that's the only one. That's the yeah. one that made it. But you, I mean, Monty Python is still consider is yeah, like a periodic so, chart. Yeah. Uh, well, it's amazing. I mean, like, you, 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 you on Community is an amazing feat because, I don't know if most people understand, it's hard enough just to get a show made. Then it is yeah. hard enough to get a show picked up. Then on top of that, it is hard enough that the show is good because mm. there are so many people who can fuck it up. Second season, al- too. Along, along the way, that, like, the idea that you're on a network and you're doing a show that's funny and you get to be funny on it. Is is miraculous. Yeah. Well, uh, God the bless that show you. Was amazing too. We just got Dan Harmon, you know, and who is, a, uh, Russo who brothers. is yeah. Dan is a mad genius. Yeah, he's I've amazing. never met anybody like him. And then the Russo brothers who made Arrested Development, the executive producers and directed a lot of them, and um, they hired almost all film directors to direct the episodes because they wanted it to be different looking than a lot of the uh, handheld stuff that's being shot now. Uh, not that that stuff was. Uh, bad in any way it's terrific I mean the office is awesome uh, but they wanted it to just look different than everything so uh, they have pulled that off I mean, they took a lot of hours but yeah I couldn't when I finally booked the pilot I just didn't I didn't realize all the, I had gone a couple times like almost to getting on the air with pilots and not and it was just like ah this is a, getting another pilot great so happy but who the hell knows what what'll happen. So you were you it wasn't uh, you weren't like the first choice for the uh, the part because it almost seems like it was written for you. Uh, I I don't know how many um I don't know what choice I was no meaning I mean I know when I interview I don't know if there was someone I was told I was first choice yeah that's what I was told but they could that's be usually the kiss wrong. of death yeah I was like no that well that's <laughs> You're the first choice. wrong. Why didn't I get this? Our crazy yeah. showrunner wants you. It's always but not the guy. Suits. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is going to the guy that played Hunter in the eighties. And so, uh, <laughs> Fred uh, Dreyer. Yeah, Fred went to Fred Dreyer. No, I don't. I don't know what the actual choice list, what the what the order was. Yeah. Uh, 
But well, could you just walk us through who else would have been better in that role? I think that's what Jonah's really asking. <laughs> no, I just like the casting is great on that show. It's, it's like from the first episode out, it seemed like uh, you it know, seems like everything was show. written for. Oh well, it, people say that, and I'm like, do you think I'm an asshole? And uh, no, um, but uh, when I read the script, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. I think I could do this guy. Uh, well, don't separate that. No, <laughs> don't pull that out and just play that. This is like a reality show. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's one of those things where Dan and Dan knew that guy, and I actually ended up meeting that guy who it's based on. And um, it's it's not me, but it's ve- it's very easy to be that guy and to play that guy and get to play that guy. That's and like Jeff Bridges being the du- the dude. Yes, yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> and I just, the, my guy is not the moral center of the show, yeah. and uh, and so there was a great. I think because so many pilots are written as you are the moral center of the show, and not that I wouldn't want to be that, but it's so typical that it's a 30-something guy who's always wondering why he can't have love. <laughs> Every script, um, and I read, it was just like 30-something guy who doesn't, can't figure out why all his friends are happy and in love with kids, and he, <laughs> why is he where he is. Uh, but this, is, this was just different because this guy was fighting against some completely other things. And do you still feel, do you feel at all like, because I think everyone would look at you and go, oh my God, like, Joel, it's like he has all these great jobs, but do you ever feel like, ah, I'm just not hitting it? Or do you still ever feel those things that you felt from when you were first starting out? Only like every minute of the day. <laughs> so, so that never goes away. That That's will never know. go That's away. In know. fact, it gets heightened. If I you think. care about yeah. what you do, that never goes Actually, away. Actually, yeah, the, the stakes only get higher. <laughs> And yeah. so, oh, I got farther to fall now. No, awesome. I was like, oh, now it's on the air, and it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be on next year. What you better be good next year, and right. uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's 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 you can't do that to your. You just there's a, there's a, I was just sit back and enjoy what you're doing and love it, and I do love it. Uh, but there is always that like, ah, oh, it's gotta be. A, it's gotta, it's a, yeah, there's always me always quietly judging myself. Yeah, that's, I'm, I'm glad. To, I'm glad to hear that. That's just that's just a that's just a thing. I mean, I'm not glad to hear because I know that that's torturous. Because I do it, and I feel like most if most you don't do, do it, it, then there's a then you're probably not. I mean, it's probably wrong for me to say, but if you're not somewhat constantly trying to be better at what you're doing then you're not, it's, it's not, funny and yeah. like like so the upside to having that kind of hyper self-awareness is you know you're you constantly want to do better and you're constantly working on your craft and you're constantly trying to see how you can improve and then of course all the downsides are like the anxiety yeah. the, the self-doubt right. the depression like all that shit that goes along with it is just like the you know the the two halves of that package but ultimately i don't know i feel like it's worth it yeah no oh, yeah i mean i literally would never i could not be happier could you picture yourself doing anything else i i i think one of the reasons why i started getting jobs is because i knew i couldn't do anything else i was had not i had left no option open I remember dad, my dad was like, you should get a backup plan and get your real estate license. <laughs> I was told and, that by next girlfriend. Yeah. And I'd be like, the backup plan that I was like, no, I might as well just become a meth dealer. And then when the market dropped out, were you like, how about that real estate license now, slam? <laughs> yeah. Why would you do that to me, Joel? I'm your father. I gave you life. <laughs> I don't remember telling you that. I never said that. That was in 1991. Uh, that was a joke because I think you're awesome. I've only supported you, you jerk. And the cats and the cradle and the silver. <laughs> They're calling back. Oh, Dad, I'm really sorry. Oh, that's right. Click. Click. And just do it again. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, 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 I believe and all with all that kind of uh, constantly judging myself of what I'm doing. I I couldn't and I'm happy as hell with what I'm doing. Do you, uh, are there any 
Are there any Chevy? St- I didn't want to. I don't know if I should bring up Chevy. Is is what's because you know Fletch was a very seminal movie for yes. me and my comedy development. And Chevy Fletch was, was a long time ago. It really was. Is is <laughs> still very funny though. Nice guy. Very nice funny. guy. Uh, Chevy is a great guy. Why am I asking you this? You can't. I mean, I, this is rude. Like I shouldn't ask you. To, yeah, but Chevy, you know, Chevy is Chevy, and he is an icon and like this legend. And it's so weird for him to just be walking around the stage all the time, not knowing his lines. So I'm kidding, Chevy. <laughs> he doesn't I'm listen kidding. to. Well, Chevy Chase and Matt Lillard get together to specifically not listen right. to this. No, I'll be like, yeah. Chevy, are you, like, first minute, Chevy, are you on email? I was like, no, my email's in New York. And I'll be like, <laughs> what? He, and he's got a lovely, lovely family. Of uh, he's got three daughters and a beautiful wife, and they, he they've been married for like thirty years. So, uh, which is but, but you how long, how long have you and Sarah been together? I will be married fourteen years. Damn, I got married when I was like twenty three. But your wife is super cool. Yeah, what? <laughs> your uh, wife is super cool. Yes, and looks great. She looks amazing. Yeah, two that's kids? the two kids looking like that. Yeah, you are living the highlight. I uh, I hit a grand slam when I met her. I married way up. But I think you're 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 doing all right. you're holding up your end all right. You're are in good shape, Joel McHale. Uh, not when I came to the marriage with. A 89 Nissan Sentra and a stereo. <laughs> it did not. And a leather band wristwatch. Did not. And a, and <laughs> and a joke up? in my heart. But it wasn't a stereo in the car. It was just a boombox in the passenger yeah. seat, right? Her grandma, when, she, when I was dating her, she was, I didn't have a car at that point. I was dating her and I was in college. And she was like, she just drives him around everywhere. She thought I was just like <laughs> was using her, using Sarah for rides everywhere. I was like, yeah, give me a ride. I'll date you. No problem. You're, you're like a hot driver. Oh, that was a driver with benefits. Yeah, yeah. it's not no. a fun feeling though, having the girlfriend drive you around. It's a great feeling. <laughs> Says yeah, the guy I always... who made the series called "The Freeloader's Guide to Life." <laughs> right, because I always yeah. sat in the back. Oh, there you go. Like... Nice, you just bark at her from the back, and then you get out at Barney's, and they're like, "Hey, the... hi everyone," <laughs> and um, then I ram up. I just my one more question I want to ask you before, so we can let you get out of here is, uh... yeah, I, my bladder has. Reached a point that it, oh, I'm glad I turned that down. Oh, uh, <laughs> someone's calling the set of Wall Street. Oh, hold on. Okay, that's my wife. Everything's fine. Everything's. Are you talking great. about me? She's this weird <laughs> sense. I hear you. Um, the last thing I want to ask you about is Seacrest must have a pretty good sense of humor because you uh, you beat him against the, sh- the rocks <laughs> relentlessly like an orca and a beached seal. Yes. And and, and uh, wait, can we literally push pause? <laughs> Just like one more, two more. No, minutes. sorry. Yeah, Seacrest. I was just asking, like, um, uh, that you took a quick bathroom break. Oh, oh you feel a lot better now? So much better. How much? There was blood in it. That's your, how your bad. Bladder, That's not you're, a good sign. You're a tall though. man. Your bladder must be the size of a zeppelin, so you must have consumed a lot of liquid. Yes, and much like uh, when <laughs> the Hindenburg crashed, when I pee, I scream, "Oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity! Oh, the humanity!" Just because yeah. it burned, though, right? Uh, yeah, because the burning sensation. Yeah. It burns, and then really... of course the people falling off the ropes, hanging. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, it's weird why I have little, uh, like I take a floss and I tie it in the little. Little what? figures, yeah. Are hanging. You, you All right, never on that old camera too. Seacrest. <laughs> Speaking Seacrest. of little people, uh, see, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> nice. Come on, Seacrest and I are probably about the same height, to be honest. Uh, but um, 
so he obviously has a pretty good sense of humor. He does. And, yeah, we take him out. I mean, we make fun of him all the time right. for his height and his money. Right. And, uh, and, and his fame. So He can always just stand on $100 million and laugh down at you. As I he guess. does every single day. And he's, he's got a great sense of humor. And I've gone on his radio show. And he's been... Uh, I don't feel that what we say is malicious in any way. Right. We really... I mean, just... He's not, and he's actually not even that short. And he, but we just make fun of him because he's smaller than me. And he's the most famous and richest. And he's like the GE of... You know, like to NBC when they were, you know, like when Letterman was. That's on NBC. how he can take it because he knows, like, <laughs> I'm really the most powerful person in this right. building. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly how we treat it. And you take out, you know, I'm just like all those other, you know, we we take out the the authority figures. So uh, he's, I just, I, he's a very good guy. And, I like Secret. I mean, I don't yeah. really know him. Uh, like I said, I've never seen him. He in this is building. the busiest guy. Ever. He's the busiest guy, and like you can't achieve that level of success without. Sacri- like without working your fucking ass off. I mean, I know stories of him j- before when he was just doing a radio show, like going and popping up on the local news, and he like the the news people were like, yeah, he'd show up like an hour before anyone else, made up, ready to go. Like he yeah. was just eat- like he he designed the career that he has. Like some of it was yeah. luck, but you He's can't you can't get to that level without you know without without working without working and, and maintaining it. So. I like him. Yeah, Boyd and Brad had a story about where they had a guy on his sh- his radio show where he was talking about how to like save time, or you could have like a three day work week, and then uh, but apparently uh, Seacrest didn't co- it didn't compute in his head. He's like, "Oh what? So you you get another job to fill up the rest of the work week?" <laughs> He's like, "No, no, no. You just work this much, and then you can just relax with your extra time." Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> the extra time. He just yeah. didn't get that you would. So not there's time work. for more jobs. It's time for more jobs, right? Oh no, I can be doing a job right now. Yeah, I mean, he is he's built an empire. So uh, we, yeah, we love taking him out. He doesn't seem doesn't seem to bother him too much. We would let him know if oh, he would let us know. I'm sure <laughs> you'd find out. Yeah, we <laughs> did a thing where I was on Conan when Conan his first week when he was on the air, and Seacrest was coming on the night the next day, and I did I made fun of Seacrest. I was like, when he comes out, uh, I was like, stand up and be like, where where are you? Look down, there he is, and then pick him up like a doll and put him on your knee. Don't let him tell you what he wants for Christmas. And then just stick your hand up his back because his mouth moves. And uh, uh, and then I got a call that next day from Ted. And Ted was like, hey, man. I'm like, you calling to congratulate me on my appearance on Conan? Ted, by the way, is the father of our company. Ted Harvard is the president of E. And he's Probably like, Ted. no, man, um, Ryan's a little upset. And I'm oh. like, oh, no. I said too much. And he's like, yeah. And I'm, then I hang out. And then I'm like, what's, what's the number? And he gave me the number of one of his 12 assistants. And uh, I call, and then in the back of my mind, I was like, "Why didn't he just call me?" And uh, so I call. Up. Well, he's got a scheduled time to be upset. Yeah, I call up. <laughs> oh his, man, he gets right, paid done. for that, by the way, right. too. That's another job. He's like, uh, "I'm upset right now from 10:15 <laughs> to 10:35," uh, and I call his assistant. I get passed to like two other assistants before I get to Seacrest, and um, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I know what I say. I say a lot of crap about you, and I'm sorry." Blah blah blah. It was all in good fun. I'm so sorry. And then long pause, and he was like, "Gotcha." Oh, and then click. Wait, gotcha. And then just hung up. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Even for uh, I have to admit, these, I was like, he did. Time. He got me good. Yes. Wow. That is the ultimate punking when you can get the president of Comcast Entertainment yeah. to call you. Pretty good. And no, and it was a good joke. Assistants. And then I called, then Ted called me back. He was like, I can't believe you went for it. I mean, why would I call you? <laughs> what a dork. See you later. <laughs> Click. Because what you know? Because that whole time you've been waiting for that call. 
Like you've just been yes, waiting for I'm someone like, to be like, here we go. Yeah. This is what I've you've been I'd... waiting for the you've gone too far call. Yeah. As most comedians, always I felt like I felt like I was in third grade and I had made fun. I was like, oh, I, made fun of it. <laughs> I did, I did it, I did it again. Here it goes. Well, but Joel, it was a great joke. Joel, I want to. I don't want to dominate any more of your time. But thank you so much for coming into the mm. office today <laughs> on what is. Uh, didn't play basketball. How dare! Uh, wow. <laughs> nope. Two. For, uh, he's trying to hit the trash uh. can. You guys can't see this? In uh, no, uh, this has been a very nice interview. Yes, oh man, you, it was awesome. And, so and, casual and, and wonderful. And, um, people should watch Community, they should watch The Soup. Yeah, they watch Community, it. second season, everybody. Second yeah. season. Oh, watch Community this week. I'm. Um, again? No, but that's coming up again. <laughs> uh, but no, I get, um, I get it on with uh, Catherine McPhee. Nice. Hey, so it's about time. She plays uh, Chevy's stepdaughter. Nice and uh, and yeah, so that was crazy. Nice. We're both married people. I'm like, this is the strangest reality. Acting. Uh, this yeah. is an acting boner. Yeah, she's um, getting in character, and by character I mean this other person. <laughs> uh, uh, whoop! There go my pants. Whoop! Sorry. Mm-hmm. You guys rolling on this? Nope. Oh, no cameras at all. Oh, we're my. Let's rehearse. All right. Excellent. Uh, yeah. That. Yeah. So watch that. All right, excellent. So, uh, Joe McHale, thanks again for coming. Thank in. you for having me, Chris. Yeah. I also, uh, I also want to say thanks for listening, Did everyone. You... Bye. Bye. From Jonah and Matt and Joe McHale and me, Chris. And you better watch Community. Do it. Say the end. The end. Okay. Hey, humans! Thanks for listening to the Nerdist podcast. It's quick announcement time. Jonah Ray of this very podcast will be starting a monthly stand-up show at Meltdown Comics in Hollywood. Yes, it's a comic book store, but then there's this performance space in the back. Shows are super fun there. First show is Friday, March 19th at 8 p.m., and uh, Jonah will be performing along with Whitney Cummings, uh, Duncan Trussell, Eric Appel, K.P. Anderson, Brent Weinbach, and then also a musical guest. The cost is $8, and somehow there's free beer. You can find more details at JonahRay.com. Then, Monday, April 5th, will be the first of what hopefully will be our monthly live Nerdist podcast at Largo in Los Angeles. Our first guest, Adam Savage of Mythbusters. Yes! Details on that and other shows are at, of course, Nerdist.com. Say, why not help break in our new email address with a question or comment at podcast at Nerdist.com. Thanks for listening, guys. It is through the support of listeners like Blah that you blah, 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 and blah da blah Farewell. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 65th National Finals of Distinguished Young Women. Every year, one girl from every state leaves her family, her whole life behind, for two weeks and spends each day training, practicing, preparing. Because to win this competition, she needs to wow a panel of judges with her academic record, her athletic ability, her speaking skills, and a show-stopping talent. I met her and I was like, she's going to win. I wouldn't say I have an ego problem, but I'm extremely competitive. When I sing that song about being a black woman in America, there's going to be backlash about that. Oh, just so happy. So happy. I don't want to see them. I don't want to talk to them. And then we stayed with them for the next year, unpacking just what happened those two weeks in Mobile. I'm Shimoliai, and from Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery, this is The Competition. Follow The Competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to The Competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.